Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 48 of the TSAP Business Podcast. Today, we're uh, very lucky to be joined by a very individual business, the first one that I've ever come across, ever, never mind yeah. just in Teesside. Yeah. So give us a bit, a bit, bit of a bio about yourself um, and how you got started with the business. Yeah, so I grew up in Panister Park in Borough, mm-hmm. um, went to St. Alphonsus Primary School and St. David Secondary School. I was a terrible student. I found school a little, it wasn't for me, you know, mm-hmm. I just got bored really easily. And um, when I left school, I started working in like sales and business development for a lot of years, a uh, couple of pretty tough jobs. Um, and then Started working in engineering training for quite a while, and it, I loved it. I worked for Nita in Stockton and worked for uh, Nordic and TTE. I love them, them guys at TTE. Uh, I miss them. But um, I just kind of sat down one day and thought, is this what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? I thought, what would my perfect life look like? I love food. Mm. So um, I thought I want to do something in food. And um, I just thought, well, I don't. There was a cut. It wasn't one of those businesses that came to me at any one moment it was kind of built up over time but there was a few little eureka moments along the way mm-hmm. so like i solo traveled in 2014 i went to bethlehem in palestine i went to jerusalem in israel i went to petra in jordan um about seven or eight different places in egypt uh, and that had quite a profound effect on me so uh, when i came back to borough uh, i started learning arabic um i started eating in the, the little middle eastern places like the shawarma shop on victoria road oh my days there's good some great swarm shops in borough now unreal stuff, isn't it? Yeah. this is supposed to be a very good one at the top of the road here but i've never tried it it's unreal yeah yeah it's class mm. and um i just like it started to dawn on me I, I went to the um the i went to baker street and bedford street to the orange pit market and it was just like a proper epiphany i thought this is what i want to do I'm, I'm walking along, sampling all the street food. You've got all the different sights and smells and sounds. And I thought, this is my hometown. And and this could be anywhere in the world. Like, I'm, I'm looking up and down Baker Street thinking, I remember when this was like a derelict, dodgy street, street that you couldn't walk down yeah, yeah. without getting, like, assaulted. I know. So you look at it now and, and the redevelopment that's yes. happened down there. And the, So they, they were a couple of factors that kind of moulded this idea. Mm-hmm. And I started, um, it just... It, We've always had the likes of Central Park and Fellinis and stuff, but just in the last five years, like the, the explosion of restaurants in, in Teesside is inspiring and yeah. started writing about it on Instagram and um, on, on Facebook. And then when I was looking and I was getting, like, even on Pinterest alone, 100,000 views in a month, mm-hmm. I was thinking, wow, that's quite a good audience considering I spent zero. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, it's time to maybe do something. And um, I was cooking quite a lot, and my friends and my neighbours who were coming to my barbecues and stuff were saying, Peter, this is outrageous. Did you make this? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's kind of where the ideas developed, and it's gone all right. Um, mm-hmm. Launched just before Christmas, and within a week of launching, we had sales. <laughs> it's mad. We can't, we can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Had sales in the USA. We had sales in Greece. We had sales in Sweden. So random, man. Um, just coming through. I- I'll write a post about spices, say, green cardamom, for example, last week. And then within half an hour, the email starts pinging and it's like sale, sale, sale. It's just... So the business, obviously, as far as I understand, correct me wrong, uh, is herbs, like herbs and spices. Like it's just spices at the just moment. Just spices, okay. So what made you, was it your, when you travel uh, like uh, the Middle East and stuff like that, was it that that kind of thing that made, like, developed a love of spices for you? Definitely, you like, I was, I was eating food in Egypt and I'd only ever really been... Um, 
brought up on kind of English food. I love English food, but and then I, it, when I'm tasting the food in the Middle East, it's like wow, it's blowing my mind a bit. And then I'm going to the supermarkets and I'm buying the different spices that I need because I've looked on Pinterest for the recipe to say shawarma. And then I'm getting it home and I'm making it and I'm like. I'm not feeling it. I don't know. It's just... Something missing. Yeah, definitely. So I started being really intense with the air suppliers um, and intensely vetting them, basically. And then it got to the point now where I've been cooking with spices for about five years. And I know which companies do the best for each individual ones. Yeah. And um, I just think maybe the supermarkets, I'm not knocking them. They're all right. But I just think they might have been sat on the shelf for a few years. Um, yeah, got long sell-by dates and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and just things like adding like things on onto them to, to give them more shelf life and stuff. I just think you, you go to Morocco and you eat a tagine and it blows your mind and then you think, well, we don't have that in England. So what I'm trying to do is just inspire people to like, eat different food, mm-hmm. um, cook different food. It's really therapeutic, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I used to have really bad anxiety because my daughter was really young a few years ago and it took a bit of getting over and I, when I was cooking and stuff. You know, planning it out all day, thinking, right, I need some chilies, I need some chicken, I need some naan. Planning it out all day and then getting home and executing it and cooking it. And everyone's like, wow, Peter, that's mint. Um, it's really therapeutic, actually. I suppose it's like a, there's like a structure and a payoff kind of thing. It's something Definitely. that you can control and, yeah. you know, progressively get better at. Yeah. So when it comes to the suppliers, uh, where is it? Like local stuff, national stuff, international stuff. It, it's or mainly everything. international at the minute. So like, um, there's a few supplies that I've been using for a number of years who I have a good relationship with. I really rate their spices, but they know that in a in the way that I'm trying to progress is important than myself. So with me being a company in its infancy at the moment, I'm trying to kind of avoid paying import tax on stuff at the moment. That's something to think about. Mm-hmm. But um, you'll see in the Morocco video that I posted last night, um, I got a few uh, samples of things like Ras El Hanout and Saffron and things like that. And the quality is outrageous. So... Yeah. I think what I need to do is I've got a couple of destinations in mind to go and do a similar thing to the Morocco video that I shared mm-hmm. on the Diablo Seasonings YouTube page. And um, I'm I'm fancy in a couple of different countries. Yeah. Uh, maybe just get to a point where I have a network of uh, spice traders from the central markets and maybe places like Lebanon and mm-hmm. places like, especially India, is going to be a North Star for me, definitely. So are you trying to take, like, obviously... The, the great product that they have in these locations, yeah. but kind of package it so it suits a Western market or that kind I'm of thing. I'm trying to be as authentic. Sense? It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be as authentic as I can. So, like, if something's hot, like the Madras powder that we do, I'll say, yeah, it's hot. You need to don't use as much. Uh, mm-hmm. What I'm trying to do is like, um, educate people on how to use it. So, for example, last night somebody bought quite a big portion of jerk seasoning. Mm-hmm. Jamaican stuff, I love it. And um, oh, if I've already been Jamaica, I absolutely. <laughs> oh, is it unreal? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's on my list of countries to visit. I still haven't been yet. I absolutely would. Like the people are amazing. You know, but if you notice the colours of the Diablo seasonings logo, a red, mm. yellow, and green, and that was like a nod to my love of Bob Marley. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to see Bob uh, Bob Marley's like resting place in his tomb. Did you? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, unreal. Yeah, yeah. It, it was brilliant. Classy. Like when it was at like that... the hill and everything. Yeah, it was great. No, like that sounds unreal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was having a meeting with someone the other day, and they spent some time in Kingston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> said it was one of the roughest cities they've ever been like it, it was on Ross Kemp the place where yeah, he yeah, was it, playing basketball Stephen Pugh was a very yeah, nice yeah. guy and uh, he was out there playing basketball and uh, they came over and said well what are you doing playing basketball here it's like one of the most dangerous parts of the country yeah, there's, there's, from what we saw there was like there was places where there were dangerous places yeah. where and they were just honest with you like look if yeah. you are a, a 
a white British person. You will stand out a mile. Yeah, you do yeah. not walk down there. But I wouldn't walk through Grange Town. Like, it's a fair point, you, you know. know with a totally load of, if you've got a football top on or a nice pair of trainers or whatever, yeah. you're pretty much walking down the street with cash in your You're hands. advertising it. And yeah, yeah. Gosh, well, um, because it's, it's like, you're right there, you know. Like, when I went to Palestine and I signed in as Bethlehem on my Facebook, people are messaging me like, Peter, are you for real? It's Palestine, what are you playing at? Yeah. And I said, well, I know people who've unfortunately been killed in Middlesbrough and it can happen anywhere. Like, don't think you can have that fear. Mm. It's like the the travel advice by the UK government. I mean, it's there for a reason and stuff, but every, a lot of countries I've been to, they've said don't travel to. And I thought, I'd rather experience it for myself and find out. Yeah. And it's been fine. I think if you've got, like, you know, from what we saw, you just got a bit of sense. Like, yeah, there was a exactly. bloke, like... Got to be streetwise about it, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, there was, again, there was a bloke, like, that was mugged, like, in the same hotel when we were yeah. there. But he literally were, like... Half two in the morning. Did he have a bomb bag in that? Well, yeah, walking along the beach in a man new shirt and stuff like that with a nice watch on and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I'm down with a football shirt. I'm bad for that. Like, but wearing a flashy watch. But they ask you, like, if they can have it when you go and stuff like that or your flip flops or something like that because it worked like that. Gave away so many football shirts. I always bought a tops off easily. Yeah, yeah. In in Egypt, I spent a lot of time going to Sharm el Sheikh. I used to use that as a base. So, like, we'd go to Sharm. I've been to Sharm a couple of times. Whereabouts did you go? Oh, God, I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah. If I was asked to my wife, my wife would know instantly I'm terrible. I just know that we went to Sharm a couple of times. She loves it. It's like a big mental market where you stayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Egypt's a cool country. I think they're like us. Um, When I started learning the Arabic a few years ago, and then we went back to Egypt, and I'm not like fluent or anything. I I can get by. And I remember being sat in a restaurant, and one of the staff came in, and they were all ripping him about his shoes. He had red shoes on, they were all taking a Mickey outfit. And I said to him, I said, they're all ripping him about shoes. That's like walking in the pub in Borough with something on all your mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like us. They like Northern Englishmen, definitely, you know. It's great. Like, I really like that. Like, she was... Like, obviously, you know, there was a travel ban mode not recommended <laughs> yeah. to go there for a while, so she's been really, really good. Uh, so, is it kind of like the end consumer that you're looking to sell it's to, or is it like wholesale restaurants, or even educating, like, bars and restaurants on stuff? Like, is it both? Like, what kind I of... I think, like, the beauty of... The beauty of it being 2020 now, right? There's so many different sales channels. So like, mm. you've got the individual home cooks. I'm on myself. I, I love to persuade people to look. Don't don't eat. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking fish finger signs. They're unreal. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I just say like, don't be eating like plain food. You don't have to. Uh, make some jack seasoning. It's unreal. Yeah. And and um, it does seem to be resonating with people. But. Say, I, w- I would love to supply restaurants and love to supply caterers. To do that, I know which need which creditations I need to work towards. So I'm working towards the salsa accreditation, and I will get there. And um, it's the same with like retailers as well. So I'd love for the for the packages to be in in retail shops, health stores, and things like that. But like the way things are now, um, you've got so many different sales channels. So sales are coming through Facebook, they're coming through Instagram, they're coming through Pinterest. Coming through Twitter, um, they're coming through Etsy as well. Same mm. with even like Amazon and eBay. Mm. If you do fulfillment by Amazon, which we're going to be doing shortly, you literally package up your product and you send it to Amazon. And um, they take a percentage. They take, deal with yeah, they take a percentage. Yeah, we do it for clients. And right, it, yeah. it works, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think like if you are thinking of, of starting a business, um, there's never been a better time in history. Well, that's the really. You get all these people now who are like big names in, in Teesside business. You know, like the likes of like Wilton Engineer and Bill Scott, for example, that I just, a guy I really enjoy listening to. Mm. And um, they built their businesses without social media. 
warriors. Yeah, yeah. Imagine trying to do that now. Yeah. Front of the younger pages, you see, uh, they used to call themselves AAA, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To so be at, that was like being the top of Google back then. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, um, you know, it, it's great when you listen to how they've like, developed like certain yeah. things. That, and it's one of the great things about this podcast. There's been so many great people who kind of built large businesses who've said like that they did it this way or that yeah. way or, you know. I think when people like that are speaking, you need to take note because oh, yeah. with so much experience. Like with me being a company in, in our infancy, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and have a chat to you because I've looked at the podcast and you've got some massive names on there. So Yeah, really you know, we've been, like, we have been very lucky um, through a combination of uh, good timing that people yeah. wanted to come on the podcast we've got a great yeah. audience uh, and you know I've had like friends and stuff I've still got there's still been people out there who I won't name and shame but like who I would love to have on the podcast yeah and they've said no right like not because they just they just don't think it's for them but big people yeah. built insane businesses in Teesside I would love to have them on but yeah. I, like we would have anybody on yeah. we've had like um I'll give him a name drop actually because it, like he'll he'll really love it. Still, our biggest podcast that we've done by far, yeah, um, is a, uh, a company called Robust Two. It's got a bit okay, of yeah, another one, yeah, um, by a huge huge margin. Really, yeah, that's the most views, the yeah, most interaction. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah and right. beating guys like Ben and you know what I mean, yeah. like some big big people who've got some great businesses. And it's just because he's got like such a like a fantastically engaged audience. Good stuff. Or they just love the the channel. So yeah. if anybody wants to come on, you know, he's the man to beat. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. Okay, but, but not through anything that he's done. Like yeah. it's not like he went out and. Paid a load of money. Yeah, it was just a moment in time. He's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, great, he's, a, he's a great, great guy. Anybody great. can hack the culture now. So, yeah, like, yeah. The, fi- the thing is, like, you for, for an example, I could um, I could go next door to that sandwich shop, awesome, by the way, uh, I could buy some nice food, I could take a photo of it, right, and I could recycle that photo mm-hmm. to make, I could post it on Facebook and Facebook stories, Instagram, Instagram stories, Snapchat, Twitter, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You, um, you have to kind of alter them a little bit for the different audiences but if you post like one picture across eight different platforms and then you make three different pieces of content a day mm-hmm. there's 24 pieces and if you're putting that into the system every single day then your company name along with the product that you're trying to promote is appearing as a tag throughout google yeah. constantly mm-hmm. so google's algorithm works by thinking right this company should start appearing really high in the rankings anybody can do it no oh, yeah, yeah you know that you get people who are doing jobs at the moment um, people who I know, and I used to be one of these things that I understand, um, doing a job that you're not entirely passionate about. And, yeah. and I, I get that everyone's got bills to pay and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But if you're doing a job that you don't like, what are you doing when you get home? And yeah. you're sat chilling watching Netflix and then going to work thinking, oh, I hate Monday mornings. When you get home, you could be sat researching a product and, and building a business. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, there's 24 hours in a day and... and when your yeah. kids if you've got kids I get that um, I used to wait till my daughter went to sleep and then I'd be sat just constantly reading immersing myself in literature about food and cooking and things like that and um, there's a lot of companies I think in Teesside um, who go to all the, the street food and the the, the you know mm-hmm. farmers markets and stuff um, who I, I think I've got a lot to learn from people like the screaming chimp um, yeah. the hot sauce I think he's really good at what he does he's hacked the culture definitely uh, yeah. he's got an army of supporters um, uh, guy, I can't remember his name Neil he's got Steel, Steel River Gin as well oh yeah. Junior, yeah smashing it you know? yeah yeah they're doing really well but again using their products and combining it with TJ yeah. cultures you know it's like, unreal like it's the, those kind of people that we just mentioned they've had an idea 
and then to see that developing and like a growing, thriving business. F for me, as a young company, to see that, that inspires me and I think, well, I can do that too. And, and mm -hmm. the, the start has been pretty positive. You know, mm -hmm. there's always coming in every, at least every other day. And um, I just need to keep building that up, I think, and building that audience. And I'll never stop doing it forever. Mm -hmm. Plus, I think it's really interesting and you'll probably think this too. When you're creating video content that you're putting out there, interesting for your kids to watch in a couple of decades. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that, like, you know, we've talked about in the past and on podcasts and things mm -hmm. like that. Like, there's, you know, it, it'll never be there before. Like, your social, whether, you know, but then again, the opposite of that, there's a lot of people who don't realise that that will be there forever. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we've yeah. had people come to us and kind of say, look, we've put some stuff out a few years ago that's still on Google and stuff when we were young and stupid and, like, and it's still there. Yeah. Can you help us get rid of it? Right. And we have been able to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, uh, I think but, they should maybe do, like, talk about it in schools maybe mm. when people are really young because we've all been young and daft at some point. And, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's not... It's, it's a different world now. So, like, when... I don't know how old you are. You'll be younger than me, maybe. I'm 33 and... Um, I'm, when... I'm older than you. Happy <laughs> 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 um, that's days. That's a massive compliment. No, Thank you very much. Um, you know, yeah. when, when we were teenagers and if anyone was a little tear away, there's no video evidence to get people in trouble now, but a kid these days could make a mistake yeah. and then they could, they could follow them around forever, yeah. which is... Well, we've had it with previous businesses and things like yeah. people who've gone, uh, like, obviously, we won't name any names, but where they were a stage in their business where they are either wanting to do bigger scale deals or go through, like, uh, venture funding and finance to raise capital. Yeah, that's a fair and, point. Okay. And basically, a lot of it now, there's background checks that are done on people before they invest. Of course. So they're like, we don't want this out there. But it's not who I am. That's yeah. who I was 15 years ago. Yeah. Which, you know, is a lifetime for. Um, of course it is. Or a very short amount of time, depending on you look at it. But, yeah. you know, that's it, it is a factor now. So what are the next kind of, like, a big thing that we want to do on podcasts is, like, try and connect people together. So a lot of people, podcast, what are the good, what kind of people are you looking to have conversations with and speak to, especially in the local area that can help your business grow? Okay, like, thanks for that. Uh, so, like, places like little independent food stores and things like that, or mm -hmm. uh, the health stores, and you now you get like your, your local news agents and things mm -hmm. like that, just the little independent food shops, um, they all stock a few spices, and I'd love to just be there on that shelf as part of that. Same with the catering as well, so like, I, I'm actually a senior contributor for TripAdvisor, and mm -hmm. I've, uh, I've been like in the top five for the most reviews and the most helpful votes mm -hmm. in Teesside for about five, six years now. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do, and I've been doing it for restaurants around here for a while, ask for nothing in return i like to go and uh, kind of uh, review people's restaurants and big them up as, yeah. as they rightly deserve mm -hmm. and if they would consider maybe instead of going to the um maybe the, the wholesalers and the cash and carries and stuff if they would consider having diablo seasonings um provide their spices and seasonings then mm -hmm. i'd really appreciate that you know what i mean yeah. um, because i think when you're spending money in a big supermarket or a, you know a powerhouse like your asdas etc um or even the cash and carries you kind of funding mds who've been in business for years whereas if you're supporting an independent business that money is literally gonna be spent on the local economy mm -hmm. and, and just constantly flooding back into the economy and it's just good for growth i think for the local area you know it is it's something that uh especially if people aren't in business they don't kind of like locally realize that when you give money to a local business it's not them and their staff you're giving it to they will be using local supplies and yeah. it's their staff and their kids that's it and then they exactly. spend money and stuff like that so it does like the and i know there's been like you know andy and ben and stuff have had a massive yeah. push on local Doing growth work, yeah, yeah. yeah so um 
I know that it's something that's grown and grown. And we're yeah. great at it at Teesside. Yeah. I think so. It's yeah, a yeah. unique place. Like I've been to, um, in the last 10 years, if, if I rewind to 2010, I'd been out the country once when I was about eight. I went to Florida as a kid once. Mm. And then um, we weren't really kind of travel kind of family. Mm. And then in the last 10 years, I, I went to London in 2010 with my, my missus and um it kind of, I got wonderlust and then over the course of the decade, I think I've been in like 350 different cities and towns just through sheer passion because I want to visit different cultures and stuff. And from an out, if I take a step back and look at Teesside, it's a very unique place. I think it's really cultural. I think the people are really passionate. Um, and with me working in engineering for years, quite um, close to the steel, you know, the, the steel industry and what happened to that. Um, I, I organised a lot of funding uh, to get these guys into training. Yeah. And... Um, just seeing the grit that Teesiders have. It's right. an old bud, isn't it? The town's built on industry from yeah, yeah. What, 1830, 1850, whatever it is. And um, since the town's inception, we've all we've got graft in our mm. bud, haven't we? So We have, yeah, which works to like our benefit, but sometimes on our detriment as well. Like True. one of the things that we talk about, we talk about with a few people, is that if you go uh, you know, Newcastle, Leeds, Starhead, South, etc., one of the most popular things that people do when they start a business is raise capital for it. Yeah. We don't do that in Teesside. What That's people, true. people do is they get their head down, they do it for a year or two, yeah. and then they pop their head up and go, right, what grants or what help can I get? Yeah. Or can I get investment or something You're like right. that? But when You're you go right. everywhere else, there's a culture that's... And it is changing yeah. like this thing. Like Venture Fest in Teesside, yeah. um, the Umi and the guys over at the Teesside Business Company do phenomenal work yeah. with grants and stuff like that to help people. Um, and there's more and more. I know Ben's yeah. just announced another 30... I wouldn't say 35 million, but I might be it's wrong. It's a big figure the last time. Yeah, yeah, 35. I'm, I'm going to go with 35 if I'm wrong. Okay. Correct myself. Yeah. Um, fund for local business. I don't know how it works, etc. Yeah. You've got that Prince's Trust for younger people as well yep. who want to build businesses. Yeah, and yeah. Another job centre is doing a lot of decent work, um, kind of mm. giving people leeway when they first start a business mm. and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's an interesting point that you're saying about venture capital mm. and stuff like that. Um, I, it sounds weird, but I'm enjoying the struggle. Um, yeah. My my sister said to me uh, a couple of days ago, she was like, haven't you thought about getting like a business loan just so you can buy some more equipment and stuff? And I'm like, no, because I'm loving like writing posts and then a few sales come in mm. and then I invest that money that's came into the business straight back onto the business. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's going to take probably a, a lot longer without getting, there's 10 grand, Peter, go mm. and invest in your business. But I'd rather build it from scratch and, and do yeah. it myself. And usually it's like it's horse for courses, you know what I mean? Like it's in uh, what suits some people don't. Yeah, exactly. But it might know. not be, you know, the right type of thing for anybody at all. Yeah. Uh, I just wish it was a bit more widely available because I think there's a lot of people that uh, would probably benefit from at least having yeah. that information kind of thing. Um, but yeah, TSA's fantastic. Like when we started at the very first start of the podcast, I know it's true now, but we had the highest number of startups anywhere, than anywhere else in the country. That's unreal. But, you know, when you look at 80% of startups fail within the first year, yeah. you know what I mean? There's also that kind of, there needs yeah. to be that kind of like, it's great that people have got the grit, but there also needs to be the education. There needs to, how to run a successful business. Exactly. But there is, you know, yeah. there's, you know, like Princess Trust, Digital City and things like that. They're doing yeah. great stuff on like educating people and stuff like that. But I would, um, well, I've spoke to uh, like a few people who come across and we're like, we are worried about that. Now, yeah. because what's going to happen is that it's just inherently the way it is 80% of our business fail in the first year, yeah. 50% in the first three. They're just and, facts. Yeah, you know. it's, there's no other way. Um, but 
I so much info yeah. on YouTube though as well. Oh, like, so much, yeah. yeah. I always remember, if you remember watching the Matrix and Neo gets plugged in, banging nose out of fly a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite as quick as that, but you can get plugged in and just mm. learn how to do anything from oh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I learned Egyptian Arabic from YouTube. Yeah, yeah. We're teaching our little girl to speak Dutch now and, and she's getting there, man. She's looking for, she's got some phrases like, boxed yeah, off just yeah, through yeah. YouTube. Our, our grandparents didn't have this. No. You know, and, and people 50, 60 years ago were still building thriving businesses. So... I, I took a step back from my job a year ago. I sat and thought about it. But it would be criminal for me not to take advantage of... I think social media is a cultural phenomenon. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. In, in 100 years' time, people can look back at now, the way things are, probably as a bookmark, the same as you do like the printing press and the Industrial Revolution and all that. When, you know? when Windows 95 first came out. <laughs> yeah, I remember dial-up, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, something that people can't get. I was at a Chamber of Commerce meeting yesterday and I was chatting to a couple of guys. It was one of a bit of an older fellow and he said, um, but we haven't grown up with... Um, social media. Yeah. So we, you couldn't drive when you were a kid as well. But exactly. Know, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? You know, it's a skill that you know that you've got. Can learn how to do anything. You know, LinkedIn's a particularly interesting one for me. At the minute, like, um, if you post something on LinkedIn now, the natural reach is unreal. So, like, if you do a selfie video, which a lot of people like yeah. to do, um, you can end up getting thousands of views if you use the right hashtags and things like that. That's yeah, cool. especially at the moment. You know, it's uh, well, it's our business. Um, mm. That obviously that window of opportunity will come to a close. And of course a, it will. You know, exactly. same as Facebook did. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, if you go back like six, seven years, if you post yeah. something on Facebook, you get thousands of views. It's tricky now to do that, you know. Yeah, the only thing that doesn't change it is, but there's obviously the noise is Twitter because yeah. there's no like, algorithm based on Tell you what's really helped me uh, on Instagram to bring in followers all the time, right? Yeah. So I'll do it every night. When we go to bed or whatever, I'll be sat on my phone and I'll scroll through my news feed. And it's, my newsfeed is tailored, so I'm constantly just seeing restaurants around here and yeah. foodie-related pages. And what I do is I leave a comment. I'll mm -hmm. try and add value. So say, for example, someone posts a meal or whatever. I'll try and get some interaction. So I'll comment and say, oh, what did you use for that? What mm -hmm. spices did you use? And I'll do that for four hours every night. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to become like the electronic mayor of the town. And, yeah, yeah. and I'll just be constantly leaving comments and saying, oh, it looks awesome. Um, I love dogs as well. So mm -hmm. I'm constantly commenting on people's. You're lucky the dog's not in today. Oh, uh, dog we got. She, uh, Lola, she's a, like a German chef, like a black German chef. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. She's not, we, we don't put her in because she just wanders around and knocks stuff. Honestly. Over. But yeah, she's normally kicking about. Um, got a Weimaraner slash Tasmanian devil. She's bonkers. Say Weimaran as a bunkers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bunkers. Lovely dogs, though. I love her a bit, you know. So, I meet a lot of people when I'm out walking her. You do. I always say that dog, like dog walkers, are some of the kindest people you'll ever meet. I take know. business cards with me every time I go out walking because yeah. I'm constantly meeting. I've had loads of sales from uh, walking dogs. Well, you do. You just end up chatting, don't you? Of course you go around you do. the dogs playing and stuff like That's that. That's what I like about Teesside. People are really personable and really friendly. Like, um, I, I, when I've travelled, I've met people from around the world now. I've constantly got visitors from other countries. Our lass is always like, what, there's another American lad coming to stay? There's one coming on the weekend, lad from uh, Colorado. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's coming to stay with us on the weekend. And they always comment, I love Teesside. It's a really friendly place and stuff. And it's a good place to have a business because what I've found is I'm, I, by being truthful and just saying, yeah, I'm not perfect, like, uh, but I'm doing my best, mm. people rally behind you and they get behind you and they wish you luck and things like that which maybe wouldn't happen if you were 300 miles south you know maybe yeah and I think that people have kind of got like a a good filter now that when you're not being genuine people can kind of see it through, definitely you know? yeah you know, same with you know there's nowhere to hide yeah, social media is yeah, there yeah. you know yeah and it's you know it'll get, you'll get caught out if you're trying to be something that you're not exactly 
So when people come on the podcast, we ask everybody the same three questions. Okay. Um, I'll tell you the, the three questions in order first, and then okay. we'll go back and visit them. So the first one is, what does success look like to you? Yeah. The reason we ask it is because we've had such a diverse amount of people on it. It's we've had idea. every answer. Yeah. We've had, when I'm a millionaire, when my business is this size, when I employ this many people, when I can take a massive step back and spend my family, when people say, I am now, like, success is what I've built, like... Anything and everything you can imagine, like do it. We've got the second thing is: every have you ever had um, a setback that's put you on the path to like something really, really good in the future? So, like, we ever at the time saying like the end of the world, but actually through those circumstances, it led to something else. We've had people who've been made redundant, but it led them to start their own yeah. business. We've had somebody who had like five strokes that wow. actually imagine led them to lose a lot of weight and start their own business and stuff. You know, like yeah. a really everything. So divorces, like death experience, like the full thing. Uh, and then the third one is just something that um, you are really into or obsessed by that's not linked to your business currently. Okay, that's a really good one. Okay, and I've changed that recently. People have noticed because so many people just say in my business that it's like there's no point in asking yeah. people who own their own business what they're obsessed by because it is the business generally. Yeah, uh, it, it becomes a major obsession. I think like you'll um, wake up on the morning, first thing you think about, mm-hmm. at it all day, sat up till late at night, and then like I, I'm having dreams where I'm like mixing spices and that. Yeah, and yeah. That. My missus, it's on your brain, man. It's constant, yeah, yeah. you know. You, you wake up, are you dreaming that you haven't mixed up a spice that's been or something like that? Yeah. yeah. You have an old book by the bed. No. We all do it. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, right, so we'll go with the first one. Okay. Is what does success look like to you? Happiness. Yeah. Happiness. Short answer. Mm-hmm. And, but kind of like, a lot of people say they want to be happy, which mm-hmm. is great. No yeah. pro- problem all, but what does that like? Does look it, like to me. Yeah, like, are you yeah. Pro- does that mean general, like, content? Because ha- I always think, me personally, happiness isn't a state of being. Like, because you have highs and lows. Spectrum, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, you can be happy, like, overall. Yeah. But there's still going to be highs and lows. So kind yeah. of like, what kind of, like, how does it classify I think, like, to if you? I'm able to just run the business that I love, so just writing about food, mixing spices, making seasonings for people, getting good reviews, like, when the Google reviews and the Facebook reviews have started to flood in, and they're really positive, I'm buzzing with that, you know, that makes me really happy. Mm. Um, and just the freedom of not having to, you know, for example, when I worked in engineering, I would have to go up to Aberdeen and do exhibitions and stuff. Uh, I wouldn't be able to choose the exhibitions I went to. It would be like, Peter, you're going to Aberdeen. Yeah. Whereas now I can say, oh, I'll do Sedgefield Farmer's Market. It's on a Saturday. Um, I want to I want to watch my kids grow up. I don't want to work away. I yeah. want to um, be able to pick them off from school and take mm-hmm. them take them to school, pick them up from school and, and not miss out on their childhood. Yeah, yeah. So just being able to do life on my own terms. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're your own boss, yeah, you've got to graft on your business, obviously, but I just think the opportunity is there for anybody who's listening to, to build the life they want. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I've got terrible GCSEs, mm-hmm. but I've just always grafted, you know, yeah. Um, had a few hard jobs and stuff and I think that tenacity gets you through definitely mm-hmm. I think to, like, to summarise happy, happiness is yeah. the answer to that question yes, yeah, absolutely. it's a phenomenal answer um, yeah. but then kind of not the reverse of that but have you ever had a time that was like a setback or something where you had your head in your hands but that's actually led you to have either an epiphany or led to something that's a bit better down the road I tell you what I wouldn't say it was one particular moment of unhappiness I'd say it was like from 2003 till 
2014 when I started working at NIDA, so I started engineering in 2014. For those 11 years from leaving school, I did door-to-door sales, man. I did tele-sales. It was mm. horrific on another level because, yeah. like, it, it, the thing is, door-to-door sales in America is quite, like, a, it's seen as quite a high job. Like, people, oh, you can do that job. You you know, you're really good at what you do. But um, in England, obviously, it's not really seen as a really good job. And I would be getting guaranteed verbally abused on a daily basis. I would go yeah. home and think, I've been told to F off, like, mm-hmm. 50 times today. Yeah. Um, it was just one long period. I wouldn't say it was, like, massive unhappiness, but I would go to work and it was horrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, tele-sales as well all day, just constant, all day yeah, long. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I worked up in South Shields um, doing like energy broker thing and some people are really good at it. They really enjoy it, but I detested every second of it. Yeah. I I felt like every time I made a phone call, a small part of me died forever. Yeah, I yeah, it's just a time. It was kids. horrendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that like the mad thing is that 11 years like taught me that... Um, the, the jobs that I would do after that seem like heaven compared to that. Yeah. So literally my work and day to day is coming and having a bit of banter with you, which I love. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go home. I'm going to write some content. Um, I've got some orders to fulfill. So I'm going to mix some spices. I'm going to listen to Oasis while I do it. And I'm going to have a bloody good time. Mm-hmm. And if I think back to maybe 2013, I was glued to a desk, yeah. like a ball and chain. Wasn't allowed to leave without saying I'm going for a break. Yeah. And um, it just wasn't for me, you know. Yeah. So I think that, that big long period of just, doing jobs that are actively detested. Um, I can look back on that now and think, well, uh, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So then one thing uh, that you are really into, obsessed is a very strong word, but you know that really, are you enjoying? We've had, you know, we've had gadgets, TV shows, yeah. movies, computer games, yeah. uh, anything and everything we've had so much. I don't really do things by half. So like, I don't ever think I'm a little bit into something. I, yeah. I get deeply into things. Mm. I absolutely, I adore music. I love music. I go to music festivals in the summer and let my hair mm. down. Um, there's a couple of things I'm obsessed about, which which are involved in my business, things like food and travel. I think you can link them with Diablo seasons. But Yeah, but you know, it's a bit like I could understand that could be very separate as well you yeah know, the you travel know. exactly yeah. so like I'll go to Amsterdam in the summer because it's one of my favourite cities I think the mm-hmm. culture's amazing and um, I probably won't make a video I won't make a food blog out there yeah, yeah. Um, well there's only so many oh, blogs you can make about chips and mayonnaise oh, <laughs> the patak specials are real yeah. I like the uh, stroopoffles as yeah, well yeah 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 the food is good over there I know there's loads of nice um like uh, Argentinian steakhouses and stuff. All oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah. A, uh, same with Indonesian food out there oh, as well. Right, okay. uh, there's, there's a lot of difficult, as you would expect in anything. Yeah, city. yeah. So the main things I'm interested in that are not to do with my business, I, I love football, although mm-hmm. VAR, I, I changed my mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, football, I love boxing. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed growing up watching Ricky Hatton, mm-hmm. all my friends and my, my brother and my, my pals. We'd all get together and we'd stay up all night and watch the boxing. Yeah, the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'd stay up. We still do it nowadays for Anthony mm-hmm. Joshua and Tyson Fury and people like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's always like every few months we'll have a catch-up, a few of the guys who grew up with. And yeah, yeah. The boxing, football, uh, I really like cars as well. Mm-hmm. I like go to car shows and stuff like that. That's so fun. My missus can't keep up. I'm just <laughs> constantly spinning loads of plates. You know, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, well, there's uh, certainly that way. So my main passion is my family, though. Like, yeah, that's my cool. primary objective. I've got my little girl who's four, and um, we've got twins imminent. All oh, right. Yeah, she's in hospital now. Um, she's um, just um, in for a couple of checks today, and then she's getting started off in the next week. So we're going to have like twins as well. I started a business as well as having a buy Miranda. So yeah, it's yeah. intense time. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's a, lot, that's a lot of things. I love the challenge, yeah, man. Yeah. It's um, it's 
it's for me. I, it seems to get the best out of us when I, I've got adversity um, to try and rise through it, you know. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. So for anybody listening who wants either any more uh, information on Diablo Seasons or where to buy them yeah. or just on food, etc., how to use spices, where are the best places for them to get in touch? You can go on literally, if whatever your favourite app is, if you love Pinterest, search Diablo Seasonings on Pinterest. I've been pinning like a, a nutter um, mm-hmm. every day for a lot of years. So if you go Diablo Seasonings, check my boards out. You've got Jamaican food board, you've got Mexican food, Lebanese food. I could go on. Um, yeah. uh, if you like Facebook, it's quite a traditional social media method. Uh, search for us on Facebook. I'm constantly putting videos and recipes and facts about spices on there. Um, same with Instagram if you prefer that look on there or if you just want to get yourself an order and you want to uh, cook some nice food just go on the website diabloseasonings.co.uk I've just started a YouTube channel so I'm um, making documentaries out in random countries so mm-hmm. I, I recently went to Rabat which is the capital city of Morocco mm-hmm. and we made mm-hmm. um, a documentary out there it was the the gist of it is me I, I'm boring I die I'm who I am I, can, mm-hmm. I swear a little bit and stuff and I can't mm-hmm. help it and, um, I've been quite quite good though mm-hmm. today okay. um and it's just me just wandering about in the central market, standing out like a sore thumb. I went there to find the central market because there's loads of spice traders there. And um, we made a decent video. To, I posted it last night mm-hmm. and the positive messages have been flowing. My, my, my inbox is full of people just saying, it's awesome, I really enjoyed watching it. Even if it inspires one person to go and book a flight somewhere, yeah. I'm happy with that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. really changed my outlook. I think traveling in the world, it really broadens the mind and it, um, it really changes your outlook yeah. i think when you've been in like um africa in the middle east and you see the poverty out there and then you get back to england and, and people are complaining because they put onions on the palm on it didn't ask for them you know yeah, what i mean yeah it's ridiculous things yeah like ridiculous, ridiculous things first world problems and i think if you stand back and have a bit of perspective living in teesside's awesome yeah yeah absolutely thank you so much for coming on anytime uh, this has been the Teesside Business Podcast. The Teesside Business Podcast is promoted and produced by Person to Person Marketing. Thanks very much for listening.